It's uh, Monday night, October the 3rd, and Brian Harson is still the football coach of the Auburn Tigers. The correct Jordan-Hare Stadium time is 9.18 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by the friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and citations, Orange and True Thursday, and I, at Center Crow 2 on Venmo, at Center Crow on Twitter. Sorry, opposite, at Center Crow 2 on Twitter, at Center Crow on Venmo. Please do not Venmo at Center Crow 2. I don't know who that is. But I'm assuming you've been Venmoing him. So you should stop those payments and, and instead send your monthly per diem. Not per diem, your monthly per whatever Latin for month is to me. The one side of me, the rumor at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for still Auburn's coach another week. S stands for salivating over the cooking of one Zach Rowe. <laughs> that was amazing. Jambalaya, the shrimp etouffee. Yeah, shout out. We had good, and the game didn't really matter. Shout out to all of that. Um, uh, I wish I was there. Instead, I was elsewhere. So yeah, but the plus side is you didn't have to deal with Auburn football. No, actually, I I, I watched I watched uh, I watched one play of this game. You want to know what play it was? So was it the Javarius Johnson touchdown? No fun one. No, no, no. So I'm I'm at this retreat elsewhere in the in the piney woods of East Texas, and one of my friends has full service. I have somehow no service, and he goes, "Hey, Auburn is winning. Auburn's losing, but they have the ball and they're driving." And I go, "Oh, okay, cool." And he hands me the ball, hands me the phone, and Auburn throws the interception. <laughs> And that was the end. That was the end of the uh, – I go, here you go. You can have this right on back. I don't need to see this any longer. I know how this movie ends. Um, to the other side of me, give you the full Fort Payne ASMR that uh, you pay extra for is the AU Chief. Who do you think would win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Yeah, that's a good one. Ryan, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll Venmo you five dollars if you can tell me who Lemmy is. Oh, I mean, I know who God is. But... Sure, I appreciate that. <laughs> I have nothing on who who Lemmy is. Talk about Mark Lemke? No, no, no. I have no. a great baseball player. Yeah, I just uh, know. Yeah. love Mark Lemke. Uh, Atlanta radio host Mark Lemke. Atlanta radio host. No, Jesus, Ryan. Lemmy is a English musician. He was one member was. of – oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Was the late Lemmy, Ian Fraser, Killmister. Am I right? Or Killmeister? Yeah. Kill, Killmeister. He was a great name. That's a Marvel villain, isn't it? Motorhead. Yes. He, he was Motorhead. Yeah. You ever heard a Motorhead song, Ryan? You've heard Why don't you go and tell song. me anyway, Chief? You probably have. There's there's a, a some he he did a lot of commercials in the you know Motorhead about song. ten years ago. If you don't, that's you've heard Ace of Spades. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I have. This is one of those. He's saying that's like, please stop talking about Motorhead. <laughs> but you should listen to "Eat the Rich" by Motorhead um, tonight as you lie in your bed. Let me let me is a was a weird dude. He uh, bas- like most of his songs are basically how he was gonna live life to the fullest and drink and drug himself to death, uh, and that's what he did. So, he did. He told you uh, what was gonna happen. And uh, he's uh, one of the like nicest people in uh, in rock and roll, apparently. But uh, and definitely like many people have assured that he was not a Nazi. But he was real into Nazi paraphernalia. Yeah. For the history, right? Anytime you have to assure people <laughs> that you're not a Nazi. All right. Do you guys want to start out with my game? Or do you want to actually recap the LSU game? Sure. I mean, the, the LSU <laughs> game was... Uh, <laughs> wasn't a yes or no question, Chief. Was, uh, uh, um, I mean, there's not a lot, a lot to say about it. The first quarter was 
Did did anybody fun think and yeah, perplexing? As, as, as fun as it was going up seventeen nothing, did anybody think we were coming away with a win? No, I never did. Not I mean, not 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 at all. Yeah, that is. I mean, it, it's got it, to it, that point. It made it really tough to enjoy. <laughs> like I, I was sitting there trying to. I, mean, I I was still yelling for the defense and everything, but I like the entire time in my mind, I'm like, what's the point, man? This is like this is just not going to happen, and it didn't, unfortunately. It because was, it was a more enjoyable game than the Missouri game. I mean, I'll oh yeah, cross that sure. bar, right? Like we saw a quarterback throw for three hundred yards, which hasn't happened in yeah, well, since Bo's last game. But seventeen points is more points than I expected Auburn to score. Yep. Yeah, I said, really. It, I said Auburn's not going to score fourteen. So if LSU scored more than fourteen, <laughs> they would win, and I was almost right and scored seventeen. But yeah. Well, you guys. uh I want to just wash that taste out of my mouth and play a fun game, an Auburn football history fun game. This is a fun game that you can play at home. So I'll give you a little bit of pause between each question. You have to, you know, we're on the honor system here. So you cannot look up the answers on sportsreference.com slash CFB slash players. <laughs> Do I to, get to complain about how hard the game is? No, because the game is not going to be that hard. Okay. I'm going to list, I'm going to give you an Auburn player. And I'm going to tell you what statistic I'm talking about. And they're going to be counting stats, not advanced stats. And then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you, is his career high in one game, over or under? And I'm going to give you a number. You are going to tell me over or under. And then for a bonus point, you're going to tell me what, what the actual total should be. So, for example, if I said Trey Mason, over or under career best game, 200 yards, Ryan would say over, yeah, and then he would say 300 yards. Great. Right? And for a double bonus point, I'll actually give you another point if you can tell me what game his career high is. The 2013 SEC Championship game. So, in this case, it'd be 2013 SEC Championship game. Correct. All right. So, let's go. Does it say like? Are we both answering at the same time? Or you you're both? An- I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Chief okay. is gonna give me an answer, and then I'm gonna ask yeah. Ryan to give me an answer, and then I will tell you the correct answer. All right. Yeah. And at home, James Jones is gonna give himself an answer. Yeah. yeah. And he's gonna laugh at both of you. On the Orange and True After Show, you can listen to his thoughts. Yeah. Part of the Orange and True universe. Um. Brad Lester, mm. Auburn mm-hmm. running back, career best rushing in one game, over under 99 yards. Under Chief. He says under. Can I get a number? Uh, uh, 98. Okay. Yeah, I believe right. it is under because I think that's a thing that he never had 100 yards in a game. Okay. Um, I wanted that. Well, oh, go ahead, Ryan. It's only it's not like a who's closer, right? It's just a, if you get it right, you get a point. Sure. Sure. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'll say ninety-three. Great. Uh, Chief is dead on. Okay. It is ninety-eight. The two thousand and seven Auburn, <laughs> Alabama, the Iron Bowl. The, he the Iron, Iron Bowl. Bowl. He had uh, ninety eight yards. Mm-hmm. He had a game in which there. he had ninety six ninety-four yards against Florida in 06. And and yeah, and I gave me a 91 yards against Ball State in 05. He was a so, touchdown machine there for a little while, though. Like, Yeah, uh, he also had a 96-yard game in 07 against Ole Miss, but never crossed the 100-yard uh, mark. He actually did not score a single touchdown rushing in this game against the, in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. All right. So that's two points for Chief, one point for Ryan. So it's two to one. Going into round two. If you're at home, you have to keep your own score. It's not an interactive show. Okay. Next, one Benjamin Franklin Tate, Brad Lester's teammate on the 07 and 08 Auburn teams. Ben Tate's over-under, I'm setting at 180 yards. 180 yards. Chief, 
You just go first again. Okay, you know what? Right, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, you Ryan, go first. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know this because I feel like you're uh, teasing me with that high number right there. Because I was going to say it was in the 150s. That's a lot of yards. It's yeah, that's a lot. But uh, like an 09 team, I mean, he was bringing up most of the yards. So um, I'm going to say the under thing again. on the 018 as well. Huh? He was the only thing on that 08 offense yeah. as well. I'm going to go with under. Okay. And you have a number? Uh, 162. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with that. Think over. out loud, Chief? I'm going to go with over. Okay. I, got, I got house money here. Uh, uh, what did you? What, what was the number? 180 was the number I gave you. 185. Chief with two points again. Yeah. 100 and, 184 is the number of yards. Ben Tate ran yeah, all. That's only one. Sorry, okay. Okay. He's oh, not exactly right. He's not exactly right. You're right. So one point for Ben, for uh, for Chief. A fight for my score here. Yeah. One, can I get one and a half? <laughs> I mean, you're one, <laughs> one yard off. The very Brad Lester problem. Um, he at Arkansas went off for 184 yards and two yeah, touchdowns. I remember that. That's what I was remembering. In that 09 team, I don't think I remember that he had a 117 yard game, a 157 yard game, a 128 yard game, a 184. He went 128, 184, 132 back to back to back, and then had a 144 later in the year, and then finished off with 100 yards against Northwestern. Like that was he had a monster year. So I, I think what what happens with that is because Chris Todd just looked like a capable quarterback on that team, right? right. Phil and he set a bunch of records. I mean, he did, but right. we we forget that Gus was still the coach of that team, so we were yeah. running the ball. Like he, like he had a, he had seven he had fairly games. confident offensive line too. Yeah, he had seven games of over 105 yards rushing. He went nuts that year. Yeah, yeah. He never had. He only had two games over 100 yards in any year prior. Three, three in the in the three prior years, and then seven in 2009 with Gus Malzahn. All right. Crazy. Next, Cameron Art is pain. Cameron Art is pain, and I'm setting the over under at 150. Wait, sorry, I'm on the wrong year here. I was going to say, don't give us the exact number. I'm setting the over-under for 154. It's a uh, Panthers great, isn't it, Chief? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's right. Um, <clears throat> Cameron Artis Payne, 154 over-under, Chief. I'm going to go under on this one. Okay. And it's 151. All right, Ryan. So in 2014, he's the lead back, right? After the, the three carries for 60 yards in the SEC championship game. Correct. Devastating cut I've ever seen. Um, I feel like he had to have a game in there trying to – Maybe the South Carolina game. That one got kind of bonkers. Um, I'm going to go over. I want to say he got up into the 170s. So 177. He did actually have a game of 177, but that's not his career career. high. His career high is 221 yards against the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies Ah, in a loss in 2014. Guys, Uh, the one yard that mattered. In 2014. Cameron Artis Payne ripped off a 177-yard game to open the season against Arkansas, 112 against San Jose State, a buck 16 against LaTeX, a buck 26 against LSU, 167 in that South Carolina game, Ryan was remembering, 138 against Ole Miss, 221 in back-to-back-to-back games against Texas A&M, 129 against Samford, and then finished the year off in a loss to Wisconsin with 126. Cameron Arch Payne just, was a 
man in 2014. It is, it's, this is also making me very depressed. Because, That's uh, nine games of 120 yards or more. I mean, but th- this is a, a span of – this is how we used to run. We used to run – we used to have guys run for this – like this all the time. And now, I mean, for the last several years, we have not. That's part of the reason I'm doing this game, I think, a little bit, is to remind you that at some point there were guys with nine games of over 100 yards rushing. Yeah. And it wasn't like – and it wasn't like – Like Cam Payne. This is not a guy that everybody was like – He's one of the all-time great Auburn backs. Right. Maybe we should think that. He was one of the like, sure. most productive, though. I mean, yeah. But like, uh, they, through, I mean. these weren't like ground and pound teams either. Like we weren't like <laughs> handing the ball off to these guys a thousand times a game, you know. And, and and that's all we were doing. Like we were scoring points. And but you had it's the benefit of Nick Marshall, right? I mean, you have a, a yeah. running threat at quarterback that opens up so much for your running backs. And again, NFL talent on your line. Yeah. Maybe there's something right. to uh, a running back wearing 44. Now, what is the score here? Let's see. Ryan got a point there. So that's three to two, Chief. Number yeah, next. Three to two on our hands. This one, I'm only counting his numbers as an Auburn Tiger. Mm. Okay. Okay. This is the worm himself, Sean Shivers. Okay. As an Auburn Tiger, and I am setting the over/under at ninety-one yards rushing. Are you telling us he had more than that? Over/under as a Hoosier, he did have more than that as a Hoosier. Yes, yeah, his, his first game, didn't he? Just, his yeah, second game, so. his second well, game against Idaho. He had one hundred fifty-five against Idaho this year. Okay. Attaboy, boy, sticking it to the state of Idaho for us. He had twenty-eight against Illinois in his first game, but he had the game-winning touchdown. Uh, this is me. Over under 91, Ryan. All right. So, Shivers. I'm trying to go back and think because his freshman year was part of that group of like five running backs who just were not great. I mean, he had Booby, but, you know, Booby was Booby. Yeah. Um, but he never saw a ton of carries. And then. Trying to think, nineteen Iron Bowl, obviously, but I don't think he had. That might have only been like two or three carries in that game. And then I know he didn't get a ton of looks under. You said ninety-one is the number. Ninety-one is the number. I'm gonna go under. Okay. Say like seventy-three. All right, round chief. I'm gonna go over. Okay. I'm going to say 93. All right. Chief gets one point here because Sean Shivers has two more games than Brad Lester over 100 yards rushing as an Auburn Tiger. In his freshman season, he put up 117 yards on 13 carries, an average of nine yards a carry against the, against the Alabama State. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah right. Hornets. I was thinking you weren't uh, you weren't factoring in uh, some of those. And then his yeah. his sophomore year on twelve carries, he put up a hundred and two against Kent State flashes. Um, no <laughs> touchdowns somehow. And you know what's funny? I he uh, he had more yards and more carries under Gus. In 2019, or in 2019, that he did under Harson in 2021. That's, that's yeah, as a that's freshman versus junior. Any touches last year. As a sophomore versus as a yeah. senior, because he technically was a freshman in 18. Yeah. Uh, how many yards did he have in the 18 Iron Bowl? In the <laughs> wait, in the 20, in the, in the which Iron Bowl? Iron Bowl his freshman year, 2018. In 18, he we lost to Alabama. Right. He had 10 ca- 10 carries for 27 yards. And I want to say, didn't he have like a 60 or 70 yard touchdown callback? I think it might be right. In the 19 Iron Bowl that everyone remembers because he knocked off a helmet, he had one carry for 11 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. All right. So we are mm-hmm. what, four to, four to two now going Four to two. Game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two more. Two more. Oh, two more. All right. Yeah. One is a, then these are different. This last, this next one is a, a receiver. 
Oh, boy. So I'm going to ask you for his total receiving. It's an Auburn receiver. I'm going to say under. Yeah. So his, <laughs> his name is Quan Bray. Uh-huh. Okay. A fan favorite. Number four. Number four. Mm-hmm. And the over-under. He played, Ryan, if you don't remember, from 2011 to 2014. So you overlapped for at least, I don't know, your fifth and sixth grade year. Um, <laughs> and is his over- softball my sister. Nice. It's a fun, it is a fun fact. Over-under... 50 yards receiving for one Quan Bray, his Auburn career, in one game. It's me or Chief on this one first. And this will be Chief. For 50 yards receiving for Quan Bray. 50 yards. Um, he was much more known as a returner. Right, right. Um, I'm going to go over. And I'm going to say he had like 60 yards on like three catches at some point. Okay. So you said 11 to 14. I mean, that's two years that I'm pretty confident, not a ton of receiving yards. Um, but two years I mean, in which very prolific offense. Right. Yeah. Notably, I actually wanted him to be the return man uh, on the kick six. Before they put Chris Davis back there. Mm. Good thing you're not the coach. I was uh, I was calling for them to put a return guy back there, but uh, <laughs> I just got the wrong one. In the um, 13 Iron Bowl, he had one return for 21 yards. Yeah. Just letting you know, he did return in that game. Yeah, that's you know that's a good average. 21. Um, when Gus got uh, pass heavy with Nick Marshall in 14. Bray started most of those games. He wasn't the main target because you had Sammy Coates and Ricardo Lewis mm-hmm. and CJ Zama getting most of the looks. I want to game through this a little bit because I'm getting beat four to two. I'm going to say under and say 48. Yeah. Um, Chief wins God. this one because Quan Bray had three catches for 91 yards. Oh, 91. Jesus. Two touchdowns against Louisiana Tech in a game in which he also returned two punts for 98 yards and a touchdown. 2014 La Tech was the Quan Bray show. Man. Uh, oh, he, this, that but he was, also. That was the Jeremy Johnson game as well, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't Nick Marshall hurt for this one? Maybe. But he also, Ryan, had 65 yards in the 2014 A&M game, 70, uh, 56 yards against Samford, 74 yards in the greatest loss in Auburn history, the 2014 Iron Bowl. He had four catches for 74 yards and a touchdown in that game. Five oh, catches for... Sandbag with that 50. With that 50 uh, yeah. Five <laughs> catches for 63 against Wisconsin in that loss. Yeah. Yeah. He could have been a more prolific receiver than he was. Because even like on in 13... Against Mississippi State, he had 80 yards on three catches. Yeah. No, he was Quandre. great at getting the ball in space and taking those quick screens, uh, mm-hmm. you know, finding some some seams up the field. He was great with the ball in his hand. That's why he was a good partner turner as well. All right. Now, this is this round, what's the score? Five to two? It's five to two. So it's already over. No, this, this one's worth two. All, All right. right. Or no, this is final jeopardy. So you can write in how much you want to <laughs> – how many points you want to get two options here? Yeah. Um, this is Barrett Trotter. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. We're gonna keep it easy. 2011. All right. Uh, is passing doing, stats. Oh, uh, I thought we were gonna do rushing stats. <laughs> that would be. That'd be. You take the under. It would be the. <laughs> be the goal. I mean, goal. I, I, I was gonna say zero. Now he had a game. Sack yards. I'm looking at Barrett Trotter. He had a. In 2010, he had 37 yards rushing on two carries against South Carolina in the which in the time? SEC championship game. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he, which I don't remember he, that. Um, I thought Neil Collins was a rant. He, he, all right, no, no, he played. He played in the no. Tim was Tim was all about 
anyway. Barrett Trotter. All right. The over-under passing yards in a game for one Barrett Trotter, 275 yards passing. Passing yards. Yeah, passing. So this is me first. This is uh, a game we would die for a, a day. Yeah. Now it is. 275 yards in the air. The, the lasting memory of 2011 <laughs> for me, which is when it would have to be, I think, is the Florida game. And that is just, until recent uh, years, got to be one of the worst games I've seen in person of just, like, bad football. But it's one of the worst quarterbacking I've ever seen. Yeah, I think six yeah. or seven players attempted a pass in that yeah. game. Um. All quarterbacks. Uh, but we rewind a little bit. The first two games of the year, Utah State and Mississippi State, were you know, shootouts. So yeah. I'm going to go over 275 and say 294. Okay. Chief? Um. So this one, Ryan could could – I don't know when if he gets this right. I don't know. <laughs> um, we'll see. I, I I think it's over as well. He had Emory Blake. Ooh. Um, it, with uh, with his receiver, right? And D'Angelo Benton. Yeah. And a freshman yep. Quambre. <laughs> and freshman Quambre. Um. D'Angelo Vin was my guy. I thought he was about to be like the next thing and all. There were so many athletes at receivers on that like eleven team because you had Ricardo Lewis, Quan Bray, yeah. was uh, Ron Reed was on that team. Sammy a freshman or was that Sammy? Next I think year? twelve was his freshman. Okay. Year. Um, D'Angelo Benton, by the way, scored one touchdown as an Auburn Tiger, <laughs> and it was against Florida in that in that game. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also had Philip Lutzenkirchen. He did. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with over. Uh, like I think I already said that. Uh, okay. So you both go with the over. Give me a number, Chief, to see who's closer. Two. No, I'm gonna go nuts. Three twenty-five. Well, you're both wrong. It was actually the under. Under. Okay. Would have been it. But it was close. 261 is Barrett right. Trotter's all-time best game. Was it the Mississippi State game? Uh, no, that was a buck 46. <laughs> so Did score like 40-something points? <laughs> against Mississippi State, he was. What am I thinking? It, it doesn't matter it, how good the players were. Scott Le- – oh, no, Leffler wasn't here. No, no, was, 11 was Gus here. 11 was Gus. I'm gonna, 11 is bleak. I think it's bleaker than we gave it credit for at quarterback. Because his best game was 261 against Utah State, first game of the, the year. Opener. Okay. And he was incredible. He was 17 for 23 for 261 and three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, that's great. Yeah. That's 73 yards. That's 74% completion, three touchdowns. Great game. With Trotter, I don't remember him being like he wasn't like a turnover machine. And he I wasn't... would bite your hands off for seventy four percent completion percentage. Well, I would have bit your <laughs> bitten your hands off the next year for better Barrett Trotter, and they That's like true. they didn't ask him back. Like apparently, yeah. I don't I don't know if the story has changed, but like Gene didn't even like talk to him after it. It was like uh, hey, we're moving went, on. They moved on to downhill. Kyle Frazier. It went downhill from that game because it was yeah. 146 against Mississippi State, two touchdowns and a pick, 198 yards against Clemson, one touchdown, one pick, 178 against Florida Atlantic, two touchdowns, one pick, 112 against South Carolina, one touchdown, two picks. Okay, so he was a turnover machine. Arkansas, <laughs> 80, Arkansas, he went six for 19 for 81 yards and a pick. Florida, he went two for eight. For 33 yards and one 25-yard touchdown to D'Angelo Benton. God, that Florida game was just worse. Bro, it, I'll read you those stats I have in front of me. And then he played in that Virginia game. He went 11 for 18 for 175 yards and a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was good in that game. That's he was good. Game. But against yeah, Florida. I was at that game. It was fun. Against Florida, Auburn put out. Barrett Trotter went two for eight for uh, 33 yards. Clint Mosley went four for seven for 90 and Kyle Frazier went one for one. 
100% completion. 100% completion, my man. And that was that was all she wrote as far as the Cal Frazier era. Yeah, he uh, Cal Frazier, who then the next year was seventh in the league in picks. In the SEC or the NCAA? The SEC. I mean, seventh is that's average. Yeah, but man, didn't play that much. Yeah. Wait, he threw a lot of picks. Yeah, that. Uh... Listen to the guys who are ahead of him. Right, my my Cal threw... Frazier story. Sorry, I'll interrupt real quick. Uh, is that in 2013? You know, my freshman year, I'm walking through the Haley Center. Cal Frazier has been moved to wide receiver and then eventually safety, I believe. And before the uh, LSU game, I think it was, I hear him talking to another football player about him being all excited. He's going to lay somebody out this week. Um, he never saw the field on defense, but, you know, I appreciate the, yeah. the hype, Cal. Cal Frazier threw eight picks in 2012. Ahead of him was Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel with nine. Huh. Remember, Johnny threw a lot of passes. Yeah, yeah. John, Johnny also threw about 100,000. <laughs> 30 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Russell and Aaron Murray at Georgia had 10. Tyler Bray at Tennessee had 12. Tyler Wilson at Arkansas and Dr. Bo Wallace threw 17 picks. Wow. All those guys, though, threw the ball a ton. Yeah. Kyle Frazier and, did And not. threw a bunch of touchdowns. Like, they – like, yeah. I bet they're they're – Touchdown interception ratio was pretty good. You yeah. would probably love to have it. Yeah, Kyle threw two touchdowns. Eight picks? Eight Oof. picks on 116 passes. Yuck. Not great. I, Not great. I, I, I don't want to dogpile on that guy, but I was always really confused by people the year before that were like, we just really got to play him. It works every time we put no, him in there. At Wild they gave Cat. him the I'm wrong. Like, the worst no, part was they gave no, him the doesn't. wrong helmet. When he moved to different positions he got a different helmet and actually looked like he looked cool but he was a quarterback that gave him like the dorkiest like quarterback helmet ever and i, I was like man this is not gonna work out this guy's wearing this dorky helmet i hope that guy's doing he had well. dan marino's helmet on so he they, they, they didn't give him cam something they gave him a dan marino helmet it's terrible he, he i transferred to i believe naia uh yeah and uh, then not. no and then like leading them on a like a playoff run yeah, he I mean, did. It's NAI, right? He's absolutely right. I remember that because they uh, they beat Harding, uh, Church Christ School in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. well, he went to Wachita Baptist. Yep. All right. Yeah, <laughs> in in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, they went ten and one, won the Great American Conference, and went to the Division Two playoffs. So All right, well, good for him. Yeah. All right. Let's preview the Georgia game. Is that the well, first, do I, do I need to hit stop recording? Let's take you? a quick commercial break, and then we'll <laughs> talk a little bit Georgia Auburn football. And we're back. Now this week, anything can happen, but probably not Auburn win. <laughs> I got a question. You tell me about it. All right, Ryan. This is for Ryan. Do this to me. Uh, whose side did you take in the big David Lee Roth Van Halen split? Chief, why are we doing this? This is a good question. He's right. Whose side Van, did you take? Halen or Roth? You more Van Hagar, Chief, uh, Brett, or Chief? No, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big Van Hagar guy. Who, whose side did you no, take? Not. Halen or Roth? But, I mean, Ryan, pick one. Van Hagar. What do you want, Chief? Pick one. This is important. Halen. He's a cop. He's a cop. <laughs> Here's the deal. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, David Lee Roth made that band. Well, Eddie Van Halen made that band, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Eddie Van Halen did make the band, and David Lee Roth's a crazy person. So. <laughs> but Van Hagar was terrible. I like uh, I like a few Van Hagar songs. Uh, uh, I don't know. They're they're different. It's a different band. Very like it's, uh, Auburn soccer. Uh, tied Vanderbilt 1-1, lost to Ole Miss 0-1. God, Having a rough go of it in SEC play. Actually, still looking for that's tie. Did you see what play. happened there? Correct? No, I didn't. No. Uh, it was a 1-0 lead until the closing seconds of the game. Dad, come within, within a minute. And I, I can't fully describe it. 
you, just, you need to see the video if you can find it. But uh, essentially, it was kind of a scrum over the ball uh, in the yeah. in the Auburn box. Auburn girl goes down, but is kind of over the ball as she's down. There's players kicking at it, trying to get it out. Ends up being a penalty for Vanderbilt in the box. They score, tied up. Wow. Just a junk goal. Yeah. Just a junk goal. Have we allowed more than a goal in any game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not an SEC play at least. Against no, we have not. We have yet to allow more than one goal, and we are no against Memphis. They scored twice. That was an exhibition. Second game of the year. Oh, that was an exhibition. Yeah, friendly. Oh, you're absolutely right. We um we are four, three, and five overall. Yet to allow more than one goal in a game that counts, and yet still searching for our first conference win. And we play the Kentucky. Lady Wildcats in Lexington at 6 p.m. Thursday night, October the 6th, on the SEC Network. And then we come back to the friendly confines of the Auburn Soccer Complex for 2 p.m. Sunday match against the hated Mississippi State Bulldogs. Hated for two of the members of this podcast, Mississippi State Bulldogs. And that's, it. like I said, 2 p.m. And that is free. So stop on by the complex and let's... Root on the Lady Tigers. We gotta, we gotta get more goals. That's, uh, that's my game plan. We need, we need Erling Holland. Yeah, well, who doesn't? <laughs> that's how, many, how many goals a game would Erling Holland score in the SEC women's? He would score nine goals a game. That's it, Ryan. He scored as. Is a, there a? Let, let me ask this: Is there a mercy rule in women's college football? Because no. uh, um, it, it might be a lot more than nine. He scored um, when he was a child. He scored. Uh, right. He was playing for the Norway team and for the U twenty Norway. So he was nineteen, and they were in a World Cup match. Wait, is this the, is this the story where like they won twelve nothing or something like that? They won twelve to zero yes. over he Honduras. All, all the all the goals. I didn't realize he scored, it was him. He scored yes. nine of them. We were nine. Yeah, nine. Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, he dropped yes. nine on Honduras by himself in the United in the U twenty World Cup. So that Played dude is he going to be in the next Thor movie? Well, no, he was already yeah. in Ghostbusters too, man. He's one of those guys when you watch play and you're like, you're talking about him, and one of your friends who doesn't watch soccer is like, who are you even talking about? You just go, I'm just not going to say anything. You just watch. You will see a kid on the field and go, holy cow, that guy's. Way too tall to be that fast, and that's him. <laughs> he just looks like he's a different species. Anyway, we need one of those. We need Cam some was Norwegian, freak. is what you're getting at. Yeah, exactly. If Cam was Norwegian, the Erling Haaland story. Um, let's talk about if less happy things than watching Erling Haaland beat Manchester United with three goals. Three straight hat tricks in the Premier League for Erling Haaland. Hmm. Um, Auburn's going to have to go play Georgia this week. It's on the schedule. And they don't have to. They make us do it. They make them do it. If if we don't play them, no one gets paid. Uh, Look, there, there's an example being set by SMU right now. You don't have to play. Well, I guess that's true. The Ponies are innovators. What what Nothing is going else. on there? I thought they were having a decent season. The they are having a decent season. I don't actually understand it. But apparently, according to some reports, there are SME players who are redshirting, or they're like they're intentionally redshirting. So by I out the rest of the year. They're, they're, they're unionizing basically. Is this yeah. a clickbait thing where these are just dudes that haven't been playing anyway? I think it's that? a couple guys who have played, but it's like okay. five guys. It's like five okay. players who have basically said, "I'm out." And I'm transferring from SMU. Wonder if they've been tapped up by other schools. I don't know. If I was a kid who was not necessarily good enough to go play like a Texas or an A and M, there's no reason not to go to SMU. It's a great education. It's a great city. You get to live for free in the most expensive neighborhood in town. Yeah. Like what? The I mean, it's a it's a good spot to be a man who's 
18 to 21 and not having to pay for anything. Yeah. Let's put it that way. And yeah. Auburn doesn't have have a Trans Am too. Might even get a Trans Am. Might even get Trans Am. Might even get some some blondes in your Trans Am. There is no evidence that Auburn has any players doing this. No. Mm. Is it luckily? I mean, yeah, depending on the story you believe, there there is one player who decided I'm just gonna get surgery and now play. But he's not necessarily transferring away. Sure. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the Trans Ams. Oh Oh, man, you don't want them driving a Trans Am? Yeah, we want all of our guys for Trans Ams. (laughs) They'd be very confused we hand them this like 35 year old car. (laughs) (laughs) You guys see Smokey the Bandit? No. Well, here's the deal. You guys know? Yeah. Yeah, They don't even know. They don't even know these people are. All right. Ryan, as a Georgia resident. This game usually, you would say, means more to you than the Iron Bowl. Does it mean that it this should. year? Uh, w- it, would you say it just means more? It just means more. It means very little, um, unfortunately. Uh, yes, typically I, I do have this as my uh, Super Bowl, the game circle on the calendar. You'd like to see us win this one the most, but... I don't know, man. Uh, we might score a first quarter touchdown. So, so what? <laughs> I don't think anybody should take any anything from the uh, Missouri Georgia game, uh, specifically because that wasn't in Athens. Uh, and but the also, Kent State Georgia game was in Athens. Well, uh, can you tell me the last time we scored a touchdown outside the first quarter in Athens, Georgia? It's been a long time. I believe it's been over 10 years. So um, I, I, I have my doubts. Yeah. That, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that too. Yeah. Uh, I have my doubts that uh, we'll score. Hey, but at least if we do score in the first quarter there, just like every other game. Nothing wrong with that. I think... I don't know, man. I'm I'm so checked out on this year, which stinks because yeah, it does stink. We've talked about this before. Like the players don't deserve that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of players on this team that I like really like. Um, yeah, yeah, like Derek Hall is to this team. Like I was the biggest Ben Tate fan, and in '08, I was so bummed that Ben Tate was going through that. Yeah, and like now. I kind of feel that way about Derek Hall. I'm like, I love Derek Hall, and he's going through whatever, like, this nonsense. Jarquez Hunter is it for me on this team. Like, yeah, man. Like, Jar- and Tank, even. Like, like, Tank Bigsby is sitting yeah. here going, like, he could have transferred away. He didn't. Yeah. And instead is, I guess, I mean, you could say the good thing about Tank is he's not getting uh, overly used. Yeah, right. Well, he's, you know, he's going to have a lot of miles on him in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's guys all over the field, all over the roster that I really like that could be good pieces on a good team. I mean, it's not it's not a top end talent issue necessarily. It's it's depth, it's utilization of talent, it's one specific gaping hole in the roster. Sucks, but um, hey, I I want to give a shout out to the uh, offensive line in this game. They had a good game. They did have a good game. They were. And- yeah, they, they were, know, they were, we were getting, by their standards, they were really good. But yeah. We were getting the defensive line was good, too. We were getting more push on LSU's defensive line than we did Missouri's. And while I think LSU probably stinks pretty bad, uh, I it, I have a hard time believing their defensive line is as bad as Missouri's was. And yet we were able to we were able to move them a little bit, um, I mean, especially early. We on. were pass blocking better. I don't know if we were really run blocking much better. I mean. For most of that, I think we finished with under 100 rushing yards. We got several like fourth and ones, though. Like, I will third, take. third and ones, like like real short. You know, yeah, we where had, we just had to move just an inch or two, which we haven't been run, doing. If you can't run block, at least be able to pass block. Yeah, and I mean, this is going to be one of those like st- statistical anomaly games, kind of like what we just did, Crow. Where we're going to look back and see Robbie Ashford had how many passing yards? Right, 337. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that. Uh, it, I hope it's here. I really like Robbie Ashford as a quarterback. I, think I do too. He needs some some coaching. He's got and, something. He has he has a, a ton of raw talent, um, but I think there's just so much dysfunction on the offense right now. It's it's yeah. hard for any one person to shine. Um, and I hate it because he would actually, if he had been the successor to Nick Marshall in the Auburn offense, 2014, 15, 16. I think G- that Gus would have tried teams, to make him a pro style passer and then he wouldn't be any good. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what he tried to do to Nick the last year too. And Nick so. Marshall was still a good passer. Yeah. After that Mississippi my, State my, game, he stopped trying to make him something he wasn't. And then, and, and then he threw for how many yards in the Iron Bowl? Right. My point is, in that offense, with a good offensive line, with still other things going for it, uh, I mean, that is a system he would have excelled in. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Sure. But, sure. If, uh, if did, Gus didn't Nobody can excel himself. in this system right now, and it's, it's not fair to any one player to, to pin that on them. Talk, talk to my dad today. His theory is this team um, runs out of gas. Uh, and I, I pushed back on that. I was like, I don't think they're, you know, the defense was still if They were falling fine. apart in the fourth quarter, maybe. Well, he, the second he, quarter. <laughs> well, he thinks they just get tired and it, like, mentally breaks them down. The only, the only thing I'd say about that is – he outgained LSU in this game, yeah. right? Um, yeah, it, about two and a half more yards per play than LSU did. Yeah, it, it was just really weird coaching decisions. Um, I still stand by the. Uh, I don't. I don't think those fourth and longs that we threw it. I don't think those were as terrible of a play call as some people think they were well i mean one of them worked i mean and you could tell yeah. what both of those play calls were it's a hey try and draw pi yes and one of the yeah. times it worked right? okay so yeah so it's it's the, one of three things happens there you either complete the pass and it's awesome uh you throw it and they intercept it it's like it's better than a punt probably because you would have punted out of the back of the end zone from that that area unless you've got a great punter or they get to defensive yeah, they, they an, hold an incompletion really gets a sack is like the worst outcome there yes exactly um and, and with i mean they just clearly aren't going to trust i mean those, those were long field goals anyway um it, it, i'm like really yeah long they were goals. just over 50 i think um so, uh, so i i mean i couldn't I, hear you but i i i'm pretty sure you were you're cheering for uh four pain zone to be unleashed at that point in time but well, I just assume uh, my dad, my, I'm pretty sure everybody in Fort, I, I think the, the, all of Fort Payne is really angry that he has not played. I'm like, well, they're red shirting him. It's fine. I mean, it's clear. Like, why wouldn't you at least let him try a field goal here or there? Uh, or kickoffs. Have you seen, yeah. have you seen the field goal that Honors missed or Crow? Did you see it? I, mean, I didn't see uh, it on TV. From, from our seats, I thought he made it. Everybody um, did. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. Um, and, and like, like I'm not people were cheering, like but I was sitting there watching did. the refs. Give the yeah, I, I'm curious how bad he missed it because I, I thought he made it. Well, whatever. Um, yeah. The uh, what, what we were talking about though earlier, the the players, I, I, I just it sucks for them. Um, it sucks that there's is stuff. There's no way they don't know all the stuff that's going on you know it's hard to shut it all out i mean they're all on online um you know unless harson just weeded out every single person on that team that was online at any point i, I don't think that's the case um it, it, it just that we we as fans get wrapped up in this like we, we we want people fired we want this to happen that to happen and we don't really think as much about how this is a year of these guys career their lives that they have very little control over um other than what they do on the field individually and it sucks just sucks for everybody uh, sucks for will, them more than it does us I, yeah I, I will say props to team and the fans 
That, I mean, that was a good Auburn environment. Not in, oh, yeah. in no qualifiers. Like that wasn't oh good for a bad team. Like no, that was uh-huh. that was a good Auburn game night. It, uh, it, I mean, it, it wasn't. It, it didn't peak like it was. You know, a, a top ten matchup or anything. But right. there was good crowd uh, engagement all the way into the fourth quarter, even when everybody knew man, we're not scoring again. Yeah. Yep. So I, I hopefully the next home game will have a little more to cheer about, um, which is in three weeks, right? So Halloween weekend. Oh, four weeks. Shoot, it's four weeks. Good grief. Oh yeah, because we have two away two, games, two games then a bye. Yeah. Man, why? The anniversary of me getting in a car accident at the corner of Gay and Magnolia. It's Halloween. I got in a car accident. It was Ole Miss game. It was a home game. So I'm assuming that was 20. I'm assuming that was 06 or 07. And I was driving my car full of guys, friends of mine, home from a place. And stopped at a red light, at that red light at Gay and Magnolia. I was on Gay, going straight. And the red light at... Coming from where Tiger Eggs was or coming from... Coming from where Tiger Eggs... No, no, sorry. Coming from where Sneaky Pete's was, the Mm. hot dog place. Um, Like the Acre area, let's say. Headed towards Tiger Eggs. Headed towards Tiger Eggs, yeah. Headed towards the Methodist Church. Head towards the, the Fiji public, house the to be. Now. Head towards the Fiji house, to which be looks insane now. But yeah, the new Fiji house I've heard is is very fancy, it's crazy. Not the way that it was when I not my house. I uh, was stopped at that red light for a good ten seconds, long enough for everybody to know we're stopped at a red light. All of a sudden, I just get plowed into the back of, like, the car just does not stop and just rams me from behind. We get out. My friend is, I have a friend who is screaming, friend Ben. He yells at a stand, a passerby who's just standing there minding his own business to call 911. <laughs> I don't know why none of us could. He made that guy do it. Then uh, he said, you saw that. You saw everything. Call 911. So like five <laughs> guys jump out of my car. And then out of the, this like Honda Civic, I was driving a Chevrolet Avalanche at the time. Nice. Out of this Honda Civic that was totaled by running into uh, the back of my car. Uh, this girl gets out in a Halloween costume and she does not look sober. And by any stretch of the imagination or usage of that word. And uh, yeah, we sat there for a good time. Police came over and took everybody's statement. My car was completely fine. Hmm. So I just loaded up my car and kept on driving. <laughs> Her car was undrivable. Boy, yeah. I still think about that night because I'm like, man, that I've never been run into at a dead stop before. I have. That was. I have. She was going 40 miles an hour. She said. Well, that's what totaled her car. It was wild. Yeah, she was. I think I was going 40 because I was going the speed limit. (laughs) I was like, and the cop goes, I think the speed limit is 35. (laughs) But did 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 he tell her that she has the right to remain silent? Yeah, and you know what, Ryan, you, met, you raised a good point. Don't ever speak to the police. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. You don't have to. Anybody Sorry. got anything else to say? I hope Auburn wins, I guess. I want to read one thing about uh, Jabari Smith. In the preseason <laughs> against the Spurs, 21 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 8 rebounds and 2 assists. All right, yeah, going to go off this year. Yeah, he's going to go off, especially in – some of these games where guys aren't doing a whole lot of uh, defense because mm-hmm. they're resting their legs. Like the NBA's got a lot of those games. Yeah. And so there's gonna be some times where Jabari gets to eat because guys are gonna play three feet off of him. He's just gonna shoot. So yeah. I saw I saw one of the clips he was he had a pull up three because the guy was like not even defending him outside the three point line. I was oh, like, that's Yeah, that's mistake. he's just gonna do that all game. Yeah. They do that. Brian, have yeah. you ever seen a movie called Airheads? I have eaten an Airhead before. Hey, man, that's half. We're halfway there. No, the movie Airheads. I used is to do cool, the right? thing where you get like a couple different colors and twist them together, make your own flavors. It's pretty good. I, I really, I really would, would love Team to watch 
watch Airheads this week and give us a review. Hang on, hang on, Crow. What was that? Team White Airheads are the All best right. ones. Oh, okay. I'm glad you added that on there. Yeah. <laughs> also, Team White Ranger. Clip that sound bite. Team oh, White Team Ranger Wh- for the uh, Power Rangers. He was my favorite. Okay. He's he, also the Green Ranger. Same guy. Yeah. Did you like him as the Green? Just Not as much as the. Oh, he's a tiger. White. He's a white yeah. tiger. But I did have a green. I had the the dagger. Mm. That was also a flute. To win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone at home, Crow was uh, miming playing a flute. Because you called the dragon like yeah. Lizzo over there. Yeah, <laughs> like Lizzo. <laughs> Brian, th- your your homework this week. Go find Airheads. Watch it. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I played, I had a a Power Rangers game on Super Nintendo. It was one of the first video games I ever played. Yeah. It was a fun one. It had as good of a plot as the television program did. I played the first two or three levels just over and over because that's all I knew how to do. And then it got hard after that. I tried to rewatch. I watched season one. I watched season one and season two of Power Rangers on Netflix a couple of years ago. Did you? And they (laughs) shoot. They shoot every scene in the same clearing in Echo Park, Los Angeles. Every single one, like every outdoor scene, is shot so, in the so same a lot, spot. A in lot Echo of that Park, show, I, I, I may be, I may be wrong. A lot of it shot in Japan. Yeah, a lot of it was yeah. a different show. Yeah. Basically, anything where they are in the suits. Yeah, is a different. It it's was a different show. show. And then all the other stuff is where they're not in the suits was shot, you know, just in some parking lot, as Chris said. In Los Angeles. <laughs> a friend of mine I was watching it with was like, I used to live across the street. From <laughs> I don't know what this is. Friend of the pod, Ken, on here to help us get over some power. Yeah, I'm not a power. Out. I'm not actually not a Power Rangers guy. That's why I, I, I'd aged out. You more, more of a uh, Ninja Turtles? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm oh, big into the turtles. Yeah, I was uh, an Ninja Turtles P one. Yeah, um, Transformers, Thundercats, that sort of thing. It, by the time Thundercats, um, the, by the time by the time Power Rangers rolled around, I uh, I th- thought it was too cool for it, even though it has an element of something that I love in a TV show where like things come together to form one big thing. It's like sure. a big I, like I love Ultron. It. Yes, Voltron I love. Ryan, Voltron was a show from the 80s. Where, it was a cartoon that just was Power Rangers, but... Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, Devastator from uh, Transformers, which is all the Constructicons that came together to form the yeah. thing that I love. Um, was Shia LaBeouf in that show? Or? No. No, no. Uh, you know what the most unbelievable part of the Transformers <laughs> film franchise is? Not that there are robot aliens who are fighting a war on our planet, but that Megan Fox falls in love with the Shia LaBeouf character in that. Yeah. Uh, that is more I mean, unbelievable than Have you seen that. his actual wife? Because that is, uh, that you, I mean, it's this statement still follows. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, mm, the, the Decepticons. If you, the Transformers cartoon movie mm, is yeah. infinitely better than the. Well, uh, it's, it's, Un, almost un, completely unrelated to the TV show, and it stars or- Orson Welles. And Bro, it's Winter so Eagle. good. It is and so good. It's crazy. And and Optimus dies. Spoiler yeah. alert. And like as a child, I remember watching oh. and being like, "This is one of like my favorite things." Is now dead. I thought we were going to recommend this for the, the the listeners to do on Saturday instead of watch the game. You know what? They should do it. Spoiled I think the entire it. thing yeah. is on YouTube. Um, Ryan, add that. It was on Netflix somewhat recently. I I have the, I have my own personal copy, of course. Sure, of course, <laughs> on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, I don't have the Blu-ray. I do need to get the Blu-ray. I, um, I have the uh, I I just have it in digital format. Um, sure. Uh, Ryan, I'm trying to see if you can where you can watch Airheads. <laughs> I, I really want this you to watch a, this movie. Look it up, Chief. Look it up. Um, oh, it looks like it might be on Prime Video. Do you do you have Prime Video? I am a Prime member, yes. All right. Oh, let's watch trailer. Uh, you got the Oh, boy. It looks like it might be a stars thing. Come on. Don't have that. Um, um, the best song, maybe theme song ever from an 80s movie is yeah, from the you, animated. I was going to. You gonna got the touch. Jack plays bam, this out. Bam. Bam. 
You got the power. It's on rules. All right. Can we just fade out on that? You guys have a war eagle weekend. Don't drop it.